Good morning. If you take your Bibles and stand, turn to the book of Psalms, Psalms 143, or you can follow along on the screen. Psalms 143. Verse 1. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my supplications. In your faithfulness, answer me, and in your righteousness. Do not enter into judgment with your servant, for in your sight no one living is righteous. For the enemy has persecuted my soul. He has crushed my life to the ground. He has made me dwell in darkness like those who have long been dead. Therefore, my spirit is overwhelmed within me. My heart within me is distressed. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all your works. I muse on the work of your hands. I spread out my hands to you. My soul longs for you like a thirsty land. Selah. Answer me speedily, O Lord. My spirit fails. Do not hide your face from me, lest I be like those who go down into the pit. Cause me to hear your loving kindness in the morning, for in you do I trust. Cause me to know the way in which I should walk, for I lift up my soul to you. Deliver me, O Lord, from my enemies. In you I take shelter. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Your, your spirit is good. Lead me in the land of uprightness. Revive me, O Lord, for your name's sake. For your righteousness' sake, bring my soul out of trouble. In your mercy, cut off my enemies and destroy all those who afflict my soul. For I am your servant. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. You may be seated. So, good morning, all. Good morning. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for, for this wonderful day that you, you gave us. We receive it as an expression of your, your goodness toward us because there's no merit that we, we, we could present to say that we are deserving of it. So we just thank you. And all of this perfection, oh God, we just a reminder of who you are. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you, brother. Now, one of the advantages of me standing here is I'm a little bit closer to the clock than I would normally be. Not, not that that's going to matter. This is where I started. If life sucks. And it didn't take very long before it became obvious that if, if is entirely uh, not only inappropriate, it is inaccurate. It's when. Uh, by the testimony of Job, he said, man is born unto trouble. And as if we didn't get it then, he later says, man that is born of a woman. And, and uh, let, let's, let's make sure, is that anybody uh, not included in that? Uh, you Man that is born of a woman is a few days, and those days are full of <laughs> trouble. Yeah. Now, you're looking at me, and you're saying, oh, what do you know about trouble? Got your 
got your good looks, your health, a lot of cash. <laughs> you don't know nothing about no trouble. Uh, wrong. Because I too am included. You don't get out of here uh, without having experienced life when it sucks. <clears throat> By the way, uh, uh, as I was listening uh, to the to uh, uh, Brother Edison, uh, I thought, "Wow!" I mean, he was. I, I could just bring that his message and re replay it here because, man, he didn't leave a whole lot on the bone. Uh, so, uh, so see this as a supplement to. The message that we heard from uh, Brother Edison talking about pressures of life, you know, how that is analogous to uh, a diamond, how that from that pressure of, on, of carbon and miraculously it produces this beautiful diamond that we appreciate. I am sure that uh, somebody a a a as is with every message not because I'm standing here but in every message somebody needs it when life sucks now let me, let me make a slight detour uh Often, we make the uh, assumption that everyone uh, that is present is saved. Uh, and, and, I, and I trust that you are. But just, just by chance, if there's someone who is not, <clears throat> I want to say to you that uh, much of what I'm going to say this morning does not apply to you because uh, your entire life sucks. Ain't no get around. If you're lost, there's no getting around that. You will die in that state. There's no, yeah. So, for you, my my admonition is that you would uh, accept Christ today. His death, his burial, and his resurrection. The good news that he made possible through his death that. You would spend your life, spend life eternally with him. Because you are, you are stuck on a train with your ticket punched to hell. And Christ wants to get you off of that. So if, you, if you're lost, if you haven't said yes to the nudging of the Holy Spirit, uh, you can take a nap right now, and we'll proceed. Now, in the event that I get off track, which uh, is lightly, <laughs> this is what I want you to remember. Uh, 
you know, I don't know, for, for, for whatever amount of time that I'm standing before you, uh, I, I realize, I, you know, you ain't going to remember much of what I'm going to say. I know that. You're not hurting my feelings. And most of us, we're able to, 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 to grasp, you know, just one kernel at a time. So if I throw too much out there, if you can't relate to it, if, if the spirit is not, remember this. The solution to any problem we encounter in this life rests with Christ. But I don't get what the problem is. I don't care what, I don't care what color it comes in, how it's shaped. Uh, any problem that you encounter in this life. The solution to it rests with Christ. Okay. So when you get home and say, what did I got to preach about? Even though they're yelling and screaming. And all, what did you preach about? You can, this is what it was about. In our effort to unravel the, the challenges that go with, with uh, life, it often puts the person's head into a spin, like, you know. And, 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 and then by nature, as, as is almost always the case, we start to look around for ways to get out of the morass, to redirect the tension of life, the problems, the challenges, the, the pain that goes with life. And we turn to drugs, we turn to alcohol, and they don't work. Uh, religion, we go to church. We watch TBN and all that kind of stuff, and we discover that that's, that doesn't work. We try relationships. Uh, you know, have you ever gone to a wedding and, uh, you know, some, they exchange, some, a lot of times, you know, they, they write each other, you know, vows. And somebody's going to say, well, he completes me or she completes me. You're in trouble. <laughs> you, are, you, are, you just don't know how big your, if you're looking for him or her to complete you, you are dead in the water. I know, I know, I know y'all looking at each other. Everybody's all giggly-eyed and everything. But uh, And then when that one don't work, you find another one to complete you. And another one. And another one. And then we, we go to the psychologists and the sociologists and all those other guys. And they look in their books and they say, here, do A, A, B, and then C, and, and then when you get to Z, what do you do? Because you're still screwed up. Science, yeah, well, surely, let me show you how naive I am. When all this mess started about multiple, countless genders, somewhere in the back of my mind, I said to myself, surely, the scientists are going to come to the forefront and they're going to straighten this mess out. They are but two. And we know we know what this chromosome business is all about. Uh-oh. 
I'm still waiting for them to show up and say, cut this foolishness out. You know what they did? They created new medical specialties to, to affirm and to support and even promote this craziness. Man, that science business didn't work. I did it. And so, uh, this is going to disappoint some of you. I know you can't wait for this to roll around. So then, then, then we naively turn to... I'll tell you what. One thing about this, the problem is solved. It's, it's, it's done. Now you got to stand before God. And that, that, so we, 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 we cross that off. And, uh, wow. Whoa. You think that's going to fix it? Huh? Oh, we got to do the solution live in a voting booth. So we are back where we started. None of that stuff works. In fact, it often causes the problems to get worse. So... Let's, uh, let's go to our text. If you would, please, you can go back to Psalms 143. One of the things that says, looking at this, uh, you know, uh, the, one of the first things you learn when you, when you become a preacher, uh, you know, to say, well, you know, if you're looking at any particular text, it's helpful to to appreciate the the context or the background of whatever the text is. And uh, so, I I usually follow that uh, that advice. And in this particular instance, one of the things that occurred to me is that that uh, theologians and uh, and I suppose preachers too. One of the things we, we, we struggle with is saying, I don't know. Because uh, we, don't, we, don't, we don't know the, the, the context of this particular passage. And so when you, when you consult the theologians, they, they, they use these qualifying words like, it seems, or it could have been, or possibly. You don't know what you're talking about. You're just guessing. But what we do know is that whatever is there, God tells us everything we need to know. Yeah. And so this, this passage is no different. But it's clear that David was screwed up. I mean, big time screwed up. I mean... Bullet to the head, kind of, well, they didn't have bullets, did they? Okay, so arrow to the head. Yeah. I go as far to say, the kind of messed up that most of us in this life could never even imagine. Uh, look at or think about uh, second, uh, second Samuel 12th chapter. There's the there's the detailed account of of uh, 
of a man in a, in a deep state of depression is his child is sick his baby is sick I can think of a few things that that, that would drive a person to a deep state of depression as much as losing a child the only thing that would trump that is losing a baby the only thing that would make it worse than that is knowing that it's your fault so he so he cries and he cries and he cries pleading with God no He was inconsolable. Those around about him uh, were afraid to tell him, uh, David, the, the, the boy is dead. And that on him was a pronouncement of judgment. David, the sword would not pass your house. Can you imagine a family where where Your, your loved one is raped. Your, your third son kills the second son. Can you imagine? Can you imagine one that you've committed yourself to and faithful and loyal to seeks to kill you? David's life was screwed up. That boy's life was sucked. So... So, whatever problem you and I experience, think, think about think about David. Let's look at verse 1. Verse 1. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my supplications. In thy faithfulness answer me, and in thy righteousness. Recognizing that his problem was too big for him to handle. Now, that, that may not seem like a lot, but it is. It, it, that's a lot. That's a lot. One of the problems that we have as human beings is not fully appreciating when we are in trouble. And so we, 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 we naively think that if I do this or that, I can overcome this. David turned to God in recognition that my problem is too big. He turned to the one, the only one he could call on for his faithfulness and righteousness. Who else? What else? could look appropriately wear the label of faithfulness. <clears throat> Even the people that love you will disappoint you. May not do it intentionally. 
because we, we don't control the universe, we don't control all the, the variables that allow us to say that we are a picture of perfection when it comes to faithfulness. And certainly not righteousness. So he turns to the only one, God. Here's why I know with absolute certainty that the U.S. and indeed the world is doomed. And it's this. We have this twisted and delusional mindset that we can somehow work our way out of this problem without God. No, we can't. We can't. No more than you can straighten up your crazy kids without God. I know. My wife got crazy kids too. (laughs) Yeah. So what we've done is rely on our wit and, and ingenuity and our tenacity and this and that. Not recognizing that that's what got us in the problem in the, in the first place. Imagine this. Charlie, Charlie shoots himself in the foot. And somehow he concludes that the solution is to shoot himself in the other foot. <laughs> Even things out. In this problem is the very things that we are now turning to to get us out. That makes no sense. The signs all around us that we are we are going in the wrong direction. Everybody, everybody, we 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 want our rights. We want justice. And we're going to take to the streets to get it, too. We have to destroy it. We're going to get it. Hmm. I know Brother Tyrus has something to do with this. He liked this environmental stuff. Uh, uh, Oh, oh, well, we got to get Jesus for George. Listen, listen. George got justice. Just like each one of us, when we stand before God, perfect justice. Well, we can't leave out little foo-foo, can we? We I don't know what this guy mad about, but we all know that until until I until I, 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 I can legally kill my baby. We that that that, that there ain't gonna be no justice, and uh, no, we can't leave them out. Yeah, we want justice. Look at verse two. And enter not. And enter not. What? And enter not, he's saying, look, I don't, I, this, is, this is not what I want. Enter not into judgment with thy servant, for in thy sight shall no man living be justified. David had enough in him to know that 
of all the things he could petition God for justice was not one of them. You see, a cry or plea for justice presumes a degree of innocence. This morning, uh, our Sunday school teacher, uh, Brother Porter, alluded to uh, Romans 3.23, which we all know. For all have sinned and come short for the glory of God. Romans 3.10, for none is none righteous, no, not one. Ecclesiastes 7.20, there's not a just man upon earth that doeth good and sin not, not one. What I need ain't justice, because, take a look here. The Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men. Now, you and I, our, 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 our vision is kind of like this. We can see for the moment, and even that, often incorrectly, we, you can see for the moment, when he said he looked down, he wasn't just talking about the moment. He, he's the God of the past. He can see humanity past, humanity present, humanity future. And, and what does he say? Look to see if there were any, 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 many, if I could just find one that did understand and seek God. So when, he, when he looked, here's what he saw, verse 3. They are all, uh, yeah, that's everybody, gone aside. He didn't say, I, uh, 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 uh. And they are all except for the preachers. And the Pope. All going aside. They were all together become filtered. There is none that doeth good. No. Not. Look at the repetition. You don't have to grab your concordance. Oh, what, what is he saying here? What, 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 when he says not one, when he says all, oh, what, what is he talking about? You know that it's impossible to exclude anyone. Isaiah 64 and 6. For all our righteousness. Here's what he's saying. When you take all, everything that's good about us, so-called good about us. You take us at our best. In the eyes of God, it's nothing but a filthy rag. Now, you all, you all Bible scholars, so I think most of you, if not all of you, know what he's talking about there. And when that rag was done, it was good for nothing. You couldn't wash it. You couldn't, you couldn't change it to make it useful again. It was good for nothing but to be cast aside. To burn all of our righteousness. Like that discarded rag. David's plea was not for justice.
they would recognize, and we should likewise recognize, that a plea for justice is a plea for death. Lord, I want what's, I want, I want, I want what's coming to me. I want, I, want, I, want, I want my rights. What rights you got? The writer of Lamentations. 322. Uh, it is the the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed. For his compassions fail not. The next verse says, For they are new every morning. <laughs> why, 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 why do I have to get a new load every day? Because every day my problems are the same. Sin. And in Psalms 14, 20, 14, 2 through 3, she calls all of us to abandon any effort to move from that state of suckness without God. Anybody recognize this? Well, you probably don't, but let me tell you, I, I don't care what the postal service said your address was, that, that's the street you lived on. You were born on that street. Pride and self-reliance. We all were. And that one way was one way to hell. And that's where he wants to move us to. Uh, Mr. You all, I need, through the blood of Christ, I, 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 I need to move. I need to relocate to a different street. But you want to move, cause let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. Now, that's not a boldness as if somehow I have some claim or some right or have a reason to demand anything. But through his grace, he, he, he allows me, because I, I, in, in a recognition of my, my fallen and despicable state, come bold into the throne of grace that, uh, that we may obtain mercy and grace to help in time of need. Now, we make a huge mistake if we, if we interpret that to mean in time of need, as if somehow there's some special, you know, some special circumstance. You know, I, you, okay, okay. You, you know what it means there, like when you get laid off from your job, or when 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 some tragedy visits you, uh, or you know something out of the ordinary, something unusual. You're driving down the street, minding your business, and you get hit by by a mic truck, like that kind of, that kind of time. No, he said, look, you are always in trouble. I mean, you're always in a state of need. You may not recognize it. It may not be evident. You may not be under stress, but there, there's no time in which you are not in a state of need. Here's the problem. When we are, when we come to Christ, He moves us to a new street, if you will. But some of us like to visit the old hood. 
Going back to Prideville. No, you have to check things out. When life sucks. In Hebrews 4, 6. Coming boldly. Walking away from that natural state of self-reliance. One of the byproducts of living in that old neighborhood of self-reliance and pride is that it skews your vision. It distorts our view of the problem. The sky's always falling on that other street. Every everybody is out to get us. Every day is your worst day of life. When we perceive that life stinks, often it comes from a skewed perspective. Just about all of us agree that America is a land of discontentment. The specific reasons may differ, but we all live in a place called Stinkville. Every group, everybody, everybody's mad or upset about something. I want you to consider this. Now remember, my, my, my residence in Stinkville, the case that I'm making is that our perspective plays a part. I want you to consider this. Two numbers. 114 billion and 124 billion. The GDP, the gross domestic product, which is a, a, a common measure by which uh, 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 the, the wealth of a people is measured. And the Dominican Republic, where Neil is going to go down, he's going to straighten that mess out. $114 billion. Now, I want you to... Our dogs live better. But there we go. We still live in Stinkville. Consider this. $326 billion bent on dealing with depression for perspective. Take the entire budget of the Army, the Navy, National Guard, the Marines, anything else having to do with the defense of the nation. That's, that's almost... That, that, that bill is about 300 and... 70 billion? We spend almost as much because oh, we can't fix, we just depressed. So, now, uh, these commercials are running everywhere. This is not the only one. Rick Zalti is a uh, uh, adjunctive medication. So, here's how it worked. Uh, uh, I'm depressed. And by the way, I, I went and looked at the criteria, the, the, clinical, the clinical definition of, uh, of, uh, of uh, depression. And I concluded I had it. 
No, I'm t- you, uh, tr- you go take a look. If you think I'm kidding, go take a look. And you'll discover you got it too. But don't worry. Don't worry, because the little boys in their little white jackets and the stethoscope, they got the, they got the answer. Take one of these. Take one of these. And you know what they discovered? Underline, and I don't know if you, you probably won't be able to, I'll read it. Underline, it says, a large study showed that two out of three people taking an antidepressant, underline, still experience symptoms of depression. So, so, come along and say, don't worry, we got another pill to go with that other pill. Now, now this, 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 this is what's crazy. This, this is the, these are the things to look for after you, okay, they fix you, they give you a pill for depression, and then that don't work, so they give you another, an adjunctive pill after that. And, and on that second one, you know, to fix the first one, you know, the boot, this is what they say. Now remember, this is to fix the first one. Uh, look for these signs. A depressed mood most of the day. This supposed to make me well, but this is going to cause me to have, dep- I'm going to be depressed most of the day. Feeling sad, empty, helpless, uh, or on the verge of tears. The next one I have there, uh, toward the bottom in, in uh, yellow. Feeling worthless or guilty. And the very last one, thoughts of death or suicide. Wow. And, you know, I thought, what if David had come along today? He, he went, David, get out of that funk. Yeah, take one of these. That don't work. We got enough to take care of the, the, the problems that were caused by that first one. By the way, I'm going to be very careful. Uh, uh, mental illness is, is real. The, the, our pianist at the church we came from was bipolar. And I could tell when he was on his meds. <laughs> yeah. That's not what we're talking about. Take a look at this. In 2000, the bottom left, 2014, 2015, this, this, this came from the Department of, of, uh, of uh, Defense. Yeah. So what they do, every, every death that happens while a person is in the military, they, they, they note that and, and they, they run, they keep data on that. In 2014, 2015, the leading cause of death in the military, and this is one of them hostile actions, uh, from illness, from uh, terrorist attack, whatever. It doesn't matter. Everything. You died. Somebody. In 2014, 2015, the leading cause of death in the military were accidents. You know, some soldier shooting the wrong direction. Oh, that's my buddy. <laughs> but look what happened in 2015. The leading cause of death in the military became not illness. Not from hostility, not from homicide, but from self-inflicted deaths. 
What happened the next year? It got even worse. But you know how we are. We're going to fix it. We're going to fix it. We got a problem here. We're going to fix it. Run down to the wherever they got to keep the money. Give us some money. We're going to fix this problem. Don't even call all the soldiers and go, hey, y'all stop killing yourself. The enemy's over there. Brother Ellison knows far more about this than I do. Okay, but don't worry. Next year comes up. We go, oh, my goodness, what's happening here? Uh, you probably can't see the number, but it got worse. And the next year, hey, hey, you begin to see what? Is that, am I the only one crazy here? Is this, this beginning to look like a pattern? Folks, we're in trouble. We are in big trouble. Just imagine where a person, where their state of mind has to be to the point where suicide makes sense. And this is, this, these are the healthiest among us. Remember when we, when we were running around uh, chasing you know, COVID was going to kill all of us. It looked like the military, military was focused on the wrong thing. It wasn't, it wasn't COVID that was killing us. Okay, I'm almost done. When life sucks, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? What, what, what does that have to do with anything? When one is in a state of presuming that everything about life is off track, there's some choices. I'm going to put them in one of four buckets. There may be ten, but I got four. One can wallow in their miseries which includes parading the circumstances as if it's a, 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 a proof of some level of piety. You, you know that kind of person. Every time you come across, oh, oh, life is, oh, life is, oh, oh, every day. You, and, and whatever you're saying, you want to just go in the opposite direction. You're going to assign blame to others. Now, now everybody in this room, uh, most people in this room, we know, we know that, we know, we know, you know, causes. You know what's wrong. You know why. You know. You know what causes problem is. He's black. You know that. Don't be sitting out like I'm crazy. You know that it's the white man that's keeping me down. Yeah. Well, what's yet? God. What, what's wrong? Why God is allowing this to happen? Three, you could end it all. But four, honestly, sincerely, humbly, turn to God. Let's see what David did. Uh, if I can find where I'm supposed to be. Some of you are saying, you, you better be quitting <clears throat> no clapping. <clears throat> Look at verse 5 and 6. I'm, I'm, I'm almost done. I, 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 
Five and six, and I'll cut to the chase. Five and six. David says, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all thy works. I muse on the work of thy hands. I stretch forth my hands unto thee. My soul thirsts after thee as a thirsty land. David said, when life stinks, look at what God has already done. He said, I, I turn back. I remember the, the situation with the bear, with the lion when I faced the Philistine. I remember how you had dealt with my people time and time again. You delivered them. The foundation for what God is going to do is what he has already done. Well, you and I have an advantage over David. David didn't have the cross. It was yet promise. You and I can look back and say it was for me. Now, now I don't want to minimize your problem. But the hardest thing in the universe, the biggest hole that you can imagine being in is simply being lost. It don't get any worse than that than to be lost, had it for eternity without God. And if God save you, So here's where that verse comes in. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said it? Shall he not do it? See, all I need is God's word. Just tell me what he said. And he said, cause I never leave nor forsake you. He said it. Shall he not do it? Or has he spoken? <laughs> Listen, every chick that God writes is good because he owns the bank. Okay, all you okay, now your time to impress pastor that, uh, you know, for folks who've had the class, be careful for, for, for most things. Y'all got those funny Bibles. I know, I know those modern Bibles. Be, be careful, anxious, if you will, about the, you know, uh, uh, the things that you can't control. Nothing. Everybody's there, yeah. But in, in, uh, in everything, the, the New Living says, uh, uh, don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Something to that effect. Everything. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And then what? And the God of peace, which surpasses all understanding, shall keep your hearts and your minds. Now, yeah. <laughs> I didn't put it here, but uh, 
He goes on to say, finally, brother, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if they're being a virtue, if they're being a praise, think, think, meaning meditate, saturate yourself on these things. Last part of the next verse says, and the God of peace. <laughs> First, he's the peace of God. Now, in verse 9, the God of Listen, you can't get no peace unless it comes from God. Okay. To the left, where you came from, you know that street we talked about? Nothing there but destruction. In verse 9, of, of the text. Flee! Flee on to, to, to the psychologist, the psychiatrist, to the politician. Uh, flee unto thee to hide me, O Lord. You're going through hell? Here's what one fellow, and I don't know this fellow's hard in the name, but he, here's what he said. Keep running. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions <laughs> that we desire of him. Romans 8, 28, all things, we know that all things, we I love that verse. It says, we know. The verse starts out by saying, we know. And I don't care what kind of version you got. Every one of them, I looked. King James, Old King James, New King James, NIV, Amplified, CSV, all say, we know. All things work together for good <laughs> to them. Yeah. You want to see the call? That's I'm the call. You. When life sucks, having done all this stand, this is from uh, Ephesians 6 chapter verses 13 and 14. Having, all, having done all to stand, keep standing. Because we have something solid to stand on. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for even the challenges that we face. The walls are closing in and we see no, no way out. We are buried in a state of darkness. Lord, we call on you. We, we turn to you. And we thank you even for that. We know, God, that even, even our testing becomes a, a way by which you uh, uh, manifest your presence even more in us. Lord, for the person today who is struggling mightily, have done all they knew to do, Lord, help them to continue to stand on your word. In the holy and precious name of Jesus. Amen.